Hello, hello, power ladies. I am back to bringing guests. So exciting. So yes, now and then I will still come on maybe every other week and pontificate on whatever's going on in my head. Hopefully it inspires or brings you joy. But we're also going to bring on guests. So if you want to be a guest or you know somebody else who's making a powerful, positive difference in the world, please send them to questions at sandyjoyweston.com. Questions at sandyjoyweston.com. You can refer yourself. You can refer someone else. You can send me questions, whatever you want to do. Also, don't forget to subscribe, to like, to rate, whatever you do. I know I haven't asked it for years, but I really would appreciate it. And thanks for hanging in there with me. Welcome to Positive Bitch Lady, or as we like to say, Positive Power Lady. Listen in as your host, Sandy Joy Weston, takes on the hottest topics, explores how to deal with them in a positive, bold way, and highlights some amazing power ladies out in the world. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Florence Belsky Charitable Foundation, which was founded in 2003 by Florence Belsky, a pioneer, attorney, mentor to many, and positive aging activist. The foundation's main programs are First Mondays, Women Who Lunch, and Pick Three, a virtual mentoring program which connects advisors. The foundation has over a thousand global advisors of all ages and has hubs in all major U.S. cities, as well as international cities all over the world. The foundation has been developing virtual resources to help people during the current pandemic on its website, www.flowbellangels.org. The latest program is a virtual woman's network called Women Who Lunch 2.0. For more info on that, see www.flowbell.org. Well, hello, my powerful ladies. This is going to be a fun one. It's exciting because it's one of the rare, rare occasions that I was actually a guest on Laurie's podcast. But before I bring her on, let me tell you a little about her. Lori Seeley. Lori is a functional medicine health coach, a lover of young living essential oils. Oh, I love oils. I have them right now on my nose. Peppermint. A mom to a beautiful little girl and a professional opera singer. Oh, I heard all about her. Formerly in the chorus at the Lyric Opera of Chicago. She suffered for years with IBS and all the horrible, embarrassing symptoms that come along with it, which you know, a lot of you know, even if you haven't had it, including a raging candida overgrowth. With help from her health coach and the School of Applied Functional Medicine, Laurie learned how to kill candida and heal her gut, which I know a lot about gut, not a lot, but I know something about health gut, but not so much candida. Now she teaches people how to kill candida and repair their gut through workshops, group programs, essential oils, and a little homeopathy and one-on-one coaching. Welcome, Lori. How are you? Hey, thank you so much for having me, Sandy. It's so great to get to have another conversation with you. I know. It's like so weird. I'm like, wait a minute. I was reading it, the subject matter, but I didn't see your name. Uh And I was like, wait, 
this is too weird. <laughs> I just was on someone's podcast with this. And, I, and then I saw, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's so funny. Yeah, right. You know, like, because I'm like, wait a minute, this is too weird. That's so coincidentally, I was just on because with all the subjects, unless this is a hot topic right now, you know what I mean? Right. But before we get into that, I like to start off my show with words. I love words. And I want to know if you could describe just in the last 30 days, and if you need to use two words, that's fine. The, the word that most describes how you felt. Now, people have always said to me, well, I'm high, I'm low, I'm this, I'm that, you know, I'm, I feel love, I feel fear, I feel hope, I feel peaceful, I feel calm, I feel stress. But if you're going to honestly say the majority of time in the last 30 days, a word that described you, what would be it? Well, you know what? In the last 30 days, I've been working a lot on focus. Oh. Uh, and that's sort of been like, every once in a while, I pick like a theme word, like what, what am I lacking? What do I need to, to focus on really? Yeah. And this, <laughs> and this recently, the last month, two or three, it's been that I'm a little too scattered and I need to rein it in okay. and focus. And so that's what I've done. And I feel like in the last month or so, I've been successful with actually focusing. And I really feel like instead of trying to focus, that I'm focused. Ah. I, have some, I have some priorities. Uh, about, um, gosh, roughly a month and a half ago or a month ago, I was at sort of a low point and I was really scattered and I was really feeling like I had been you know my like my very close friend had been telling me it sounds like you need focus and I'm like I think you're right I just don't know like where that's going to come from what that's going to look like or how that how I'm going to accomplish that right yeah um and so I actually like I I just felt like I needed to I needed to cut some people out of my life temporarily people right. who were pulling my focus, but in like in a delicious way, but like pulling my focus and pulling my time. And, you know, and so I Get sort it. of even, even to my boyfriend, I was like, I need a break. I, and he, he actually came up with the idea. He was like, it looks like he's so great. <laughs> he's so awesome. He's like, it looks like you need a break. It looks like you, you need some time to yourself to figure this shit out. And I was like, Oh, Wow. I, I love you. And I think you're right. So, <laughs> so that's what, that's what we did. I, I, we took a break and it only took me like, just kind of without the added distraction of like, you know, when do I get to have fun with my boyfriend next? When are we going to see each other? When are we going to do this and that? It was just like a really nice break that I could really focus and decide, okay, this is how I'm going to go on. Cause there were a couple things there was a, um, an interview that I had just done that was kind of still up in the air and some other opportunities coming my way that were still up in the air. I didn't know if I wanted to go for those opportunities or not. And it gave me just the freedom and the brain space to decide, okay, if this is a yes, if this is like, if this is a yes, I'm going to do this. If this is a no, I'm going to do this instead. And I felt good about all of it. 
and then, yeah. And now those decisions have been made. Uh, The break is over and I'm going forward in a really good way. That's just like, really like I'm getting my shit done. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was a lot of words to describe one thing. No, no, that's, (laughs) Hey, listen, that's what it's all about. You know, Um, there was a woman who I'm actually her podcast, I think, is airing soon or it would have aired um, Alice Frazier and she is from mm-hmm. Australia and her podcast is tea with Alice. And she starts out asking people, which they know to bring their tea, mm-hmm. what they're drinking. And it, and that's all she does. And it turns into this whole conversation because what the tea meant, what the tea is made of. So it's wow. not odd that, that word focus because you're telling me what you embodied for the last 30 days or so. And I do think, I don't think I live my life by this, that focusing in on just one word can trigger you back to what you really want. Like yeah, focus. I want focus. I'm just going to keep writing focus. I am focused. And eventually instead of trying to be it, you, like you said, you embody it. And then there's a huge difference. It's like a year ago at this time, I didn't want joy. You know, I used to say joy. I want to wake up and feel joy. I want to give joy. And I changed it to pure joy because there's a difference. And it was like, I don't want to just fake and shake it. I want to embody pure joy. You know, not all the time, but Mm -hmm. most of the time. So, (laughs) That was and it's true, like just from that one one thing, like I need to focus and just that focus, so many things have changed. You know, yeah. I I wa- I'm getting up at five thirty in the morning now to exercise. So that well that's my- crazy. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I was when I was doing that, like I was getting up at I don't know, seven, seven thirty, and then uh, and almost an hour later, I would start exercising, you know, like after I spent my time on the toilet with my phone or whatever, like, you know, that thing that you do in the morning. Um, after all that, then I would start to exercise. And by the time I was done exercising, showering, getting my morning beverage set up, it's like 11 o'clock. And I can only work till 6 p.m. My brain shuts off. Mm. And if I try to do things like on my website or building a program or anything like that, if I try to do anything like that past the time when my brain shuts off, it will look like I did something. But the next day when I go back to it, I see that it's all broken. Like stuff isn't working. If I set up a link on my website, it doesn't go to the right place or (laughs) like it's all messed up. So I find that like, that time that I spent the night before when my brain was broken, doing all of the things was wasted and I have to redo it again the next day anyway. So I've learned I have to like shut down 6 PM. I shut down because I know anything I do past then isn't going to be worth worth a lick. I'm going to have to redo it anyway. So that's it. It's time to have dinner and relax. So I told my boyfriend, I was like, this is, I, you know, that I told my boyfriend that, and he was like, you need to get up. You need to start earlier. And you know, we live in Florida. It's, it is hot running outside at 7 30 AM. It's too hot. You have to do it before the sun is really out. Oh yeah. You have to do it before the sun is really out because 
And it's not only the temperature, like it could be like at 7.30, it could be less than 80 degrees, but the humidity is like in your face, like a hits you like a wall when you exit. Well, now I get up at 5.30, I'm out by 6.15-ish, and the sun is barely peeking over the trees. And then by the time I get back at 7 a.m., I start my work, like I'm showering and working at 8 a.m. I'm Good done showering, I mean, and working at 8 And that's what I need. I need to be doing that that early or I don't get shit done. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know? Good for you for making that huge change because that was huge. Such a huge change. And I'm taking a class, which I'm almost finished with. And that was part of like the decision-making process like a month ago. Am I going to do this? What is this going to be? What, what is this going to look like? And it's like a 60 hour class and it's taken me two weeks. So that's part of it. I'm like exercising, getting started early, getting this shit done. Do, 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 do. Awesome. So I guess I don't have to ask my next question, which is what do you do for <laughs> movement? And now I know what you do for movement. <laughs> yeah, I run. Well, I also do yoga. Um, and I want to do more upper body stuff because I feel like I have a weak arms, <laughs> but yeah, I really feel like I want to work on my upper, my upper body. I, I was doing orange theory twice a week mm. and then, you know, this virus happened and orange theory was closed. So they're doing ever since this virus started, they started doing, yeah, like YouTube videos online and it's, do you know what? It's awful. The, the videos are they're great. They're really, really great. But I absolutely hate doing that kind of workout in my living room. It brings me no joy. <laughs> I feel no joy. I have to go there and be in that weirdly lit orange room with all these other people. I get it, it. There's some kind of an energy in there that just makes it like, yeah, I'm powerful. And yeah. then it's fun. But doing that sh- and, and like, you have the weights there too. Like my heaviest weight that I own is eight pounds. Yeah. So it, it's a, you're like doing this heavy, hard workout. That's really kind of boring. You know, like I don't, I'm not into this repetitive movements just to build muscle. I don't, it, it that doesn't feed my soul, but you know, those same repetitive yeah. movements just to build muscle in that room with all those people and the orange lights and the music and the, and the, coach going yeah you do this like that's that I can do but in my living room by myself with just the the video on YouTube no <laughs> I you know it's so funny you're reminding me because I have so many different clients and it's split 50 50 what they love and this mm-hmm. is the beauty of it when people say you know how to be mentally and physically happy how to feel mentally and physically good when it comes out to your routine of different things you should do with mindset and working out, they're so varied. Do you know what I mean? You know how people say, okay, well, I get up every morning, I journal for an hour, I meditate for this and that. Great, good for you. But that's not the only way. There's so many ways mm-hmm. to stay mentally focused and healthy and happy and feel good. And there's so many ways to, you know, move. And feel joy. I know people that never, like I taught so many classes Mm -hmm. and I really get off the energy of that. Now I can do that still from Zoom. I can feel like, I don't know, it's crazy. But when I see people, I light up and I can get that same energy going. But 
there are people that absolutely feel so uncomfortable in the classroom setting and they love the fact that they can zoom, that no one yes. else is there. And then they really let loose. I know that sounds crazy, but they don't feel comfortable in that group setting where other people feed off people's energy. You know, yeah. others, no, I get, but, like if you're worried about what you look like when you're, or you just want to let loose and be wackadoo. <laughs> you know, yeah, so yeah. Most people don't want to do that in a group. You got to find you, you know? Yeah. You find yeah. You. But the good news for them, for the people that like that one-on-one, because of being the quarantine, they have found now that there's way more activities they can do. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. now they're like, woohoo, I've been waiting for this, you know? <laughs> But whatever, yeah. you you got you, you found out you can do yoga and you can run in the morning. And I'm sure there's a lot of people running out there at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like an empty street. There's people, there's people doing it. Yeah. And it's yeah. fun. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of cool. Like this one time I went out a little earlier than normal and it was kind of dark out. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> I don't know. Like this feels I don't know. It's so, so dark. And then I got to like, I'm watching the sunrise yeah. as I'm running. Right. And I, it's really, it's like this like it's lovely free. experience. Feel free. Yeah. I feel so free. Yeah. My, Absolutely. my son who just turned 17, um, he's, he skateboarded a long time ago, but now he took it up again because it's something okay. he can do now. And now and then he gets up when he, if he goes to the bathroom, like at four 30, and he'll go out and skateboard because, because there's in the neighborhood, because there's nobody out. He does see people walking mm-hmm. dogs like at four 30 in the morning or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, yeah, mom, there is actually people out there, but I'm not that great at yet. And so he, he says, I know for sure. I'm not going to run into anybody. I know any high school kids <laughs> they are not up at four thirty-five in the morning. <laughs> so you might run into other people, but I was talking to somebody else and saying that they, he did that. And he, that guy said, Oh my God, I envy him. That sounds so freeing to be yeah. out there when the sun's coming up before everything starts in the quiet. So mm-hmm. I get it's it. Beautiful. It's yeah. so great. And so I'm completely opposite of you. Not that I shouldn't get up earlier, but when he had to go to school, had to get up really early. Now I don't have to, I can make my own mm-hmm. schedule a lot of my greatest ideas come to me at 10 p.m. It's like a light bulb. It's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I just, I could go and go and go. And I know they're like, oh, you know, okay, rhythms. I don't know if you should, and you should sleep at this time. I don't know. But all I know is I'm a night person, and my I can mm-hmm. go, what? Yes, creative, 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 creative. Right, 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 right. And even when I forced myself to get up in the morning, I would be like, you are at 6 p.m. And I'd be like, okay, well, I'm supposed yeah. to be here. So, but that's yeah, what well, I tell you people. You've got to find you. you. Think, I think people have like, there's a, there's science behind this whole circadian rhythm thing, you know, and, and it makes sense that um, you have a little more energy when the sun is out because, yeah. Because, you know, because the way the blue light affects your brain and yada, 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 like all that stuff makes I'm sense sure. to me. I totally get it. And that is how my body works, I feel like. But I also feel like there are people who, for whatever reason, work like you. And I don't think 
that it's possible or useful to make yourself fit into one of those categories. Yeah. Because I think in that way, like whether your body is supposed to work that way or not, doesn't really matter in this case. Yes. What yep. matters is how your body works and how you feel at those times of day. And are you still getting yep. enough sleep? And are you still like, like, are you one of those people who works really well through the night and then you get two hours of sleep because no. that's not healthy? Like you have to make sure, are you still moving? Are you still getting enough sleep? Are you still eating well? Are you healthy? Does your blood work look good? You know, these yeah. all these yeah. things to, yeah. to test to make sure you're still okay. And then beyond that, listen to your body. And when you feel the most creative and the most productive, that's when you should be creating and producing. Yeah. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is to me when you do that stuff. You need to do that stuff when yeah. you feel right doing it. And that's just like for me, this is always how it's been. You know, and I had classes in like in college that started at 6 p.m. And that whoa. Like it's been this way my whole life. I can't yeah. I can't do classes that start at 6 p.m. unless unless it was a class where I was doing things like like if uh, if show choir was at yeah. 6 p.m., then yeah. I'm doing like if it's dancing, you're moving around, you're singing. That's okay. Yeah, I can work out at that time of day, but my brain turns off. I can't be sitting in front of a computer creating something yeah. or making sure my CRM works with my website past 6 p.m. That's too much. Yeah. Huh? Well, Lord, you want to know something? I just love you. And I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking, we're talking forever and we're going to run out of time for the show. And and I haven't talked anything about what you do. And that's right, let's the that. beauty of like you and me, which is great because we <laughs> sit here and we could click and we have the same brain lane, you know, wave lane. Yeah, yeah. But we got to get to some of this stuff because I looked up and I was like, holy crap. I got to get yeah, in I'm some of her points. At my watch at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like we haven't talked anything about, well, maybe a little, you know, about yeah, what yeah. you do. So I read the beginning. They know what it's about. I think mm -hmm. it's funny. Like, do I have to ask you this because someone like I do ask people to send me questions before the show. So the questions people are not live, but I'll put it out there to people. And I have a site that's, you know, it's questions at sandyjoyweston.com. So if people, if you have any more questions, because we didn't get to it, you can send them to me or you can send them directly mm -hmm. or questions at sandyjoyweston.com. And one of the questions is, it's just the funniest thing. Does anyone ever say, oh, there's the poop lady? I know that's, that's funny. crazy. Like it's the funniest thing. But do they you know what? Yes. refer you to you as that? Yes. And I don't know if it's because I started referring to myself that way. Oh, you so, do? Like we it just started though. Like recently I published a quiz. And I'm using it to find people on Facebook. You know, because I used to put like I have an ad that that's hooked up to this quiz. It's like a really fun quiz. That's called, um, what does your poop look like? Or some, it's something like that. That's not it. How does your poop write? Whatever. It's a, it's a poop quiz. And, yeah. and then from that quiz, some people send me their email address. 
because then they can get like first the results from their quiz and also, you know, more awesome information from me about gut health. And so the first, the very first email that I send says like from the poop lady so that people understand like where it's coming from. Cause otherwise, you know, they're, they, they will have seen like, they will have seen the quiz, which kind of doesn't have my name on it. And then, and then the first email they get says, says from Lori Seeley, the poop lady, you know, then they're kind of like, Oh, that quiz that I, you know, I kind of put the, put the dots together for people. So they know like where this email is coming from, who it is. It's not a crazy person. Well, it might be a crazy person, but, um, you know, it's not just some email randomly coming to them. It's from, you know, well, you took this quiz and, you know, if you want to have more information, then here you go. So, so I, so the first couple emails in that thing are from the poop lady. And then I'm in another group, a couple groups on Facebook where, yeah, like the other people in the group, they, we, we get on a zoom like this, you know, and they're like, they're like, you know, then I start talking. They're like, oh, yeah, you're the poop lady. I remember you. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, so, yeah, I'll tell totally. you the one, the one thing I remember <laughs> about who would be brave enough to talk about this subject was years ago, Oprah Winfrey. Ah, uh, yes. Years Absolutely. ago. I mean, that's the only, like, when I go back, like, who was like, okay, we're going to make this cool to talk about. We're going to inform people. And mm-hmm. I don't know who she brought in. But I remember she talked about it. I don't know if you remember that. It was years ago. I don't I don't remember it, but that that's so cool and it's like not um not a surprise to me that she would do that. And yeah. see the thing for me is I learned about poop starting, you know, when I was like 38, 39 years old. And it's so revolting and surprising to me that someone as educated and intelligent as myself was not aware that she was constipated for her entire life. Oh, I didn't know. I was totally constipated. I always felt like shit. I was always tired. I was always like, kind of like big in the belly. Like I wasn't, I wasn't, I was thin, but I was like, always just like, bloated. Why? bloated like why is my belly so big after I eat and I just put it together with well I just ate so that's where the food went like it it didn't phase me well you know it's not I think it's just because that's the way you have been your whole life if you were not that way if you were not constipated if you were not bloated and all of a sudden it happened to you around 35 then you would take notice yes. but for you it was normal so that's it was why. my whole life and that's what so, I'm saying. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know because that's just right. what, the way it was. But you know what? If any of my doctors from the time I was a child had had the Bristol stool chart hanging in their office with pictures of stool and definitions of what this shaped stool and this texture stool means for your body, like if they had had yeah. that poop education in their office, which they should because that's the biggest and best indication of your general overall health is what your poop looks like, you know? And this symptom of the goat turds that I had nine times a day, my entire life until age 38, that would have kind of stood out to me. Oh, that's what my poop looks like. It's number one. And if I had mentioned that to the doctor, he would have said, Oh, you're constipated. Is this how it is all the time? Yes. Oh, well we need to do something about that. Like it would have just been logical 
Yeah. And I don't believe that I would have ever gotten the candida overgrowth. I think I would have been fighting for my gut bacteria from a much younger age and it never would have gotten that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And but then I I also feel like then I wouldn't be this loud voice for this piece of education, but maybe we wouldn't have needed it because doctors would have been talking about it in their offices all along, which like, I think it's, I think it's a, a tragedy, a travesty. You know, why do we have these commercials like this, like got milk on the billboard with the must milk mustache. Meanwhile, milk is actually causing huge amounts of inflammation and constipation and diarrhea and fucking people up left and right. And, and we're educating milk is good for you, which is total bull. And then there's no education about what your poop should look like. And somebody who's smart and educated doesn't know that their poop looks wrong and shouldn't be the way that it is. Like, I feel like that is so horrible. And I feel like also like part of it is that it's for many people, I don't get embarrassed and never have. That's just me. But mm. for many people talking about poop, yeah. it's embarrassing. Even if your poop is good, even if it's like perfect Nirvana unicorn poop, people like they don't want to talk about it. Okay, you know? so here, here's and, the thing. So you can't go back. You can only go forward. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're doing is amazing. I do. I have heard a lot more about it from, well, I guess because in the health field and yeah, having we're getting to it. in my, I mean, I've known about gut health, mental health for a long time, but I'd say in the last four or five years, people are more aware. So that's good. So, you know, yeah. we can do something about it now. Also, I, for me, I don't get embarrassed easily. Absolutely. I could talk to you, go to the bathroom and have the door open. Where other yeah. people, I mean, not bolts, do blocks, like, what are you doing? I'm going to the bathroom. I don't have a problem with that because, you know, that's privacy. I have friends who lock their door when they brush their teeth. Okay. But there is a time and place. So for me, here's my deal. And this is just my little, maybe it's just my little sticky wick and I call it. When I'm eating dinner, when I'm sitting there at dinner and at some family gatherings, when people feel so comfortable talking about not the, the health of it, but hey, we're so and so well, oh, and I'm con- whatever, just like family discussion. I have to admit, I'm like, can we not talk about this at dinner? And not because of their health, just like, well, where's Paul? Where's Billy? Oh, uh, well, you know, he's going to the bathroom. He's going to be 20 minutes. You know him. We could have to, you know, unblock the toilet. So it's not about health. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're just so comfortable, right? They're whatever. They don't think it's different that they're talking while you're eating dinner yeah. versus not eating dinner. And I'm mm-hmm. all about, hey, I'll sit down, I'll talk to you, whatever. But when I did, I don't, maybe you're not that way. I don't want to think about it while I'm eating dinner. Mm-hmm. So do you mind? Would you mind sitting there listening to it while you're eating dinner? I have to know. Yeah, it's never been a problem for me. Yes. I I totally get what you're saying, though. Like, there's, but I'm on the other side of it. I'm always the one who's getting told, hey, let's wait till we're finished eating to talk about that. I'm like, yes. oops, I'm sorry. Because yeah. it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't even, bother it, you. 
it doesn't, I don't remember that that's something that you should be talking, that's, that that's something that people think is gross. <laughs> Where's my chicken going after this? You know exactly. What I mean? Well, it's like, well, and some of the, t- sometimes, you know, what we're eating, you know, if we're eating um, a cabbage salad or sauerkraut or broccoli or something like that, you know, and somebody's saying like, why should I eat this? My mind goes straight to, well, it's going to help you poop. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and don't you want that? You know, and I actually, I want to elevate this poop talk to the level of how, like, you know, people talk about things like breast health now and reproductive health, like all these things that are now in the public eye and people are talking about it on news channels and at the dinner table. And it's stuff that used to be so embarrassing to talk about and nobody would bring it up. And then women didn't, didn't, weren't aware that they had a problem, you know, because, because they weren't going to give themselves a self breast exam. They had never heard of it, you know, and the more education you get about that stuff, the more it's out in the open and part of normal everyday dinner conversation, then, then people are going to be more educated, more, just more aware. It's like raising awareness, you know, because I didn't have that awareness about poop. I understood about reproductive health and breast health and all those things. And I love that those conversations have been elevated to a point where they're just normal everyday. People should know about this. Nobody's nobody's embarrassed to talk about yeah. their breast health in mixed company and on TV. And I love that. And I feel like poop should be part of that conversation too. Okay. So here's the deal. This is the yeah. deal for me, right? As long, I am not getting embarrassed. As long as it's not while you're eating. Well, I'll talk about any <laughs> other subject, but when that, there's something in me that is like wanting to think of my food as beautiful and serving a purpose. And, you know, I, I just want to embrace all the colors on my plate. So I'm going to just have to tell you, I'm going to have to table it till after dinner. Is that okay? I, I totally respect Or that. cocktails. Or, yeah, yeah, or, cocktails. Or, or tea, or just any other time. Eating. You don't want to be thinking about this cabbage turning into poop. Right. But <laughs> I'm all about bringing awareness to gut health. Like, I'm all about mm-hmm. like that. All right. So they can reach you. They can find you. You have a podcast. So there's if there's yep. a lot of questions that they have, they can definitely figure out how to be in contact with you and your coach. But I do just want to real quick, because we're, we really need to wrap it up. We could go on forever about this, but <laughs> let's just give one or two tips before we go. Like, so you, you did sprinkle them in there along the way. So we got that part, but what is this about gut bacteria when you eat produce with bug spray on it? Oh, bug spray. So, um, so do you just keep, make sure you really wash your veggies Oh, hell no. No. Washing it is nowhere near good enough because it's in the soil. It's a part of your vegetable. So because whenever, whenever your vegetables, when they're growing, they get sprayed during the growing process. And by the way, the, the vegetables, whatever is growing in the general area also gets sprayed. And that groundwater moves around it's water so that groundwater from next door is going to come into your field and where your tomatoes are growing and that's gonna 
those tomatoes are going to grow with bug spray as part of their DNA. So washing it doesn't do jack shit, really. doesn't help at all. Okay. Your, but your, your vegetables, whatever produce you're eating, if it's not organic, bug spray is part of it. And then to make it even worse, various crops like wheat and soy are not only GMO, but they're also sprayed one last time right before harvesting with glyphosate. And this is poison. So this poison, this bug spray, people are eating it and it's killing their gut bacteria. You have no idea how many people come to me thinking that they have a candida overgrowth and it hasn't gotten that far yet. They don't have a candida overgrowth, but they have absolutely zero lactobacillus absolutely zero bifidobacteria. And those are the two that are supposed to be the most prevalent in the gut. And they have no growth, zero, literally. And it's because of eating produce with bug spray on it. That's, that's what I call it. Like I think like in the produce section, it shouldn't be labeled conventional and organic. Instead, the conventional should be labeled with bug spray. The organic should be labeled grown in a normal fashion, traditionally grown. So there's a lot then to be said about my little back garden that I have. I get so excited. Yes. Oh my goodness. No bug spray. I know, but I do have a lot of bugs Mm -hmm. and they, they did do a lot of damage on my string beans. My tomatoes are fine, but I just want to share this. I don't know if you heard about this. There is an organic way that my friend swears. I just found out about this. I mean, there's a lot of different things. And I don't know if you heard about that. You just take like two cups of tomato leaves and you soak them in water overnight. And then you drain it and you put them in two cups of water and you spray it and it's supposed to work. I have not tried that, but if it works, hello. Right. And if it works, I want to hear about it. My friend, um, she said she doesn't have any more bucks and she has a huge garden. Isn't that crazy? It says soak one to two cups of chopped tomato leaves in two cups of water overnight. Easy peasy. Mm -hmm. Right. Then strain out leaves and add one to two cups of water. And you just stick it in a spray bottle and spray it. Pretend it's glyphosate, but it's not. Yes, perfect. That's awesome. If it works, I will let you know. I mean, yes, my friend says she know. has no more bugs. Isn't that crazy? Uh-huh. That's crazy. Something so also, easy. Yeah. Also, there's homeopathy that works for um, for plants. So, and I haven't used um, plants come to my house to die. So I haven't um, I haven't learned this yet, but. There is, there's homeopathy you can use as well. You just put it in the soil. Is it the same homeopathy that you would be, that you would put under your tongue and let it dissolve there and, you know, for your own ailments? Ooh, I have to there look into certain that. things that, yes, there is homeopathy for plants. And look for Joette Calabrese. She's the, the one who, she explains stuff in normal everyday English. So you can understand it, which that I really sounds, appreciate. That sounds like a cool idea. I like that. Idea. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. there's homeopathy for pets as well. It's not just for people. Yeah. That I knew. I knew I've used homeopathy for the, the pets. Cause I have a friend who's really mm-hmm. into it, but yeah, I didn't know that for plants. Too. 
Matter of fact, she's very into homeopathy. So I'm going to look into that. All right. So (sighs) antibiotics. I knew that. Yeah. I knew antibiotics can really. That's another thing that it was. Yeah. I mean, it's killing bacteria and it's non-discriminatory. So it'll kill the good guys and the bad guys. And I mean, really the best way to avoid having symptoms of like a cold, you know, because what do we take antibiotics for? We take antibiotics for things like a UTI or, um, or a nasal sinus infection, infection. sinus infection, bronchial infection, um, pink eye, things like that. Yeah. Really the best way to deal with that is one by making your body a very inhospitable host to damaging bacteria and viruses. So that has to do with building bacteria in your body. The more good bacteria you have in your gut and the more like the higher your stomach acid and the better your, your digestive enzymes in your gut, the more you're going to be able to break down any foreign invader that enters your body and escort it out your back door before you feel any symptoms, before you even know that it's been inside you. That's what the digestive system is really for. You know, 80% of our immunity is in the gut. So, and so that, that's what it's there for. It's there to kill those guys and escort them out the back door so you never feel the symptoms. Okay. And so then, so then also, so we, so we make our body an inhospitable host, right? But then if we are, you know, anyway affected by these things and we get, you know, the symptoms of a sinus infection or whatever, still antibiotics are not the best way to deal with it. The best way to deal with it is to get a lot of liquids, get some nice rest, really give your body a chance to heal in its own way. Because when we beat back those things with antibiotics, we're not actually killing it. We're not actually killing the bacteria all the way. What we're doing is we're weakening our defenses by killing all of our good guys in our gut. So that the next time, like when this bacteria that we're actually aiming at killing with the antibiotics, it it will reduce quite a bit so that we're not feeling the effects of it anymore. But then if you ever notice this, three months later, six months later, you get the same problem again, the same mm-hmm. infection. And it's not because you caught it again. It's because it rallied and it came back stronger than ever. It never left your body. And this is what happens. You'll see, you see this with kids who get recurring pink eye or you know sinus infections. It's because it doesn't go away. It rallies and it comes back stronger than ever. It learns, it evolves. And you don't, and in the meantime, you've killed all your good guys in your gut and they're not there to fight it this time. So the next time you get sick, it's going to be so much worse. And what are you going to do? You're going to use more antibiotics to kill it. This is not the way to be healthy. Okay. So I know a lot of people are saying, oh my God, that's what I did. Whatever. Okay. You can't go back. <laughs> but we, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, there's nothing. There's like, we are, I did this too. This is yeah. nothing to feel bad about. It's just yeah. something to learn and know and move forward in a better way. So is there a food plan that's for everyone, like general food plan that would help everyone? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think so. I think, and now this is 
hard. I recognize it. It's, you know, it's okay to go baby steps, but in the end, the goal I think should be something close to a paleo diet. Okay. Um, and you can, you know, people who don't know exactly what that is can look it up. It's really easy to find the definition of that online. Um, but in general, it's no dairy and no grains. Yeah. So if you want to go, if you, you know, need quinoa or something like that, quinoa, brown rice, those are not the worst things in the world, but take away wheat for sure. And I know people are like, they like their oats in the morning. Oats are also like a lot of times they're contaminated with gluten. And um, so oats are, it's a toss up. Well, because you I know, know a lot of people what you went can do. to oat milk instead yeah. of milk. It's a big deal right now. Yeah. Um, for me, do you know what I do? Cashew milk. And I make it myself. And this could, that could feel huge to people, but it's really, it's the easiest one to make. You don't need a sieve or anything. You just soak it for, you soak. I soak half a cup of, of cashews, raw cashews for at least four hours. A lot of times I do it overnight um, in two cups of water. And then the next morning you put those cashews into a blender, you blend the shit out of it so that it's all mushed up. And then the next day you, you put that in a pitcher, you add two more cups of water and you've got this beautiful cashew milk that's got nothing but cashews and water in it. You don't have any of those weird additives that they put in like almond milk and stuff like that. You know, almonds take a lot of water to, to grow. So that's like bad for people in California because that's where the almonds are growing and it's, you know, a drought yeah, over I there. Heard about so that. You think, it, think about those things too, because almond milk is also something good. But like, then I, I just, I worry about the trees and the water and I'm not big in the almond milk anymore. But this cashew milk, you can make yourself so much cheaper. I just buy a huge thing of raw cashews from Costco. They have organic stuff, organic ones there. It's not that expensive. And you end up spending a lot less money making it yourself. And it's so easy. Like it really takes less than 10 minutes of work to make this happen. It's, it's maybe a lot of brain work, but like, yeah, like, so basically, Does you it know, taste stay good? away from, yeah. oh, I think so. I think it's awesome. Like I, I put it on, like, I also make homemade granola that are just nuts and seeds. Um, and that's kind of my thing that feels like cereal and so I'll pour it on that it's awesome like it's I mean it's to me it's no different from coconut milk or almond milk it's like that you know mm. and I put it in my hot morning beverage in the morning it's all creamy and nice it's so good it's so good and there's well, nothing gross in there I, I've had yeah. it I mean I'll, I'm not picky like here's the thing I'll yeah, eat any either. so yeah. when people say don't eat this because it's not good for you it'd be okay I'll eat that yes. instead I'm a foodie. I love trying new and different things. So I could, if you, even if I was someone that used oatmeal every single day in my coffee and you said, okay, Sandy, guess what? Go to cashew. I'd be like, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll try. And I know not everybody's like that. I'm I like that, but I, but I know it's not like, I'd be like, okay, but from everyone. I mean, I want to see how it tastes in my coffee, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I think it's better than almond milk. Almond milk to me always tasted a little strange, but Ooh, I never I, made it I myself. Don't, I don't like almond milk. I don't mm-hmm. like almond. I mean, I would do it if someone said, hey, it's really healthy, but. Yeah, me too. 
All right, Laura, we have to go. I'm so sad. I'm so sad, but <laughs> I'm glad we figured it out. You know, Me because too. when we started the show, you know, we weren't sure, you know, technical difficulties, people. But before <laughs> we wrap it up, is there anything, just one thing you want to get in that we didn't get in? And also, what's the best way to reach you? Okay. Um, I think I got in all my good points. All good. my good, like, like you know, if, if you take nothing else away from this, know that the way your poop looks matters. You should look at it. You should look up the Bristol stool chart and measure it against that to see how it's doing. And if it's anything other than number four on the Bristol stool chart, there's something going on and you really need to figure it out. Yeah. That's the big takeaway. Your poop matters. Um, and it's, it's okay to talk about it with me, at least <laughs> I'm never going to embarrass you about what your poop looks like. Um, and where to reach me. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Lori gutsy. And I have a podcast called what's up down there where we talk about poop, um, started out being all about poop and sex. And I don't know, we, we sprinkle the sex in there. It's mostly poop. It's more fun for me to talk about that. Um, but you had and, me on. Right. And it I was like, awesome. I had Sandy on. But I didn't okay. talk about poop. No, it was one of my best like, I one of my best episodes. I I what I love, what I really get out of the podcast isn't so much like we talk about stuff, we educate, you know, I'm learning things every single time. But the best yeah. part of it is talking with people like you. Yeah. Because because I'm finding like I'm finding new friends is what I'm yeah. doing. Like yes. and I'm finding yes. that like, you know, like there's all these people who are so, so smart and so, so into all the same things I'm into. And they're not like, they don't have a stick up their ass about it. You know, it's so great. Well, you're going to attract those people. No one's going to come on your freaking podcast yeah. knowing the title. You're not like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I didn't know what that was about. I mean, it's right, right there in your face. Right. All right. All right. People. <laughs> well, yeah. We got to wrap up here. Lori, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate it. You know how to reach her. She does a lot of coaching. So I'm sure you're going to have tons of more questions and she's going to be happy as you can see to answer them because she's very, very passionate and people, please. I, I just got, I don't want to say reprimanded, but my hand slapped, or I should say my butt slapped because I, I never say Hey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Oh, Share it. Like that. I've been doing this for five years and I don't think I ever asked someone to subscribe. And I'm coming up right now on my hundredth episodes and they're like, oh my God, I'm looking at it and it's making me look like only in like four or five weeks, I've done a hundred episodes. And somebody said to me, you know, you never say, Hey, make sure you subscribe or share or like. So here's the deal. I know you like it. I know you know a lot of people that could benefit from this. So share it, like it, do all the things you're supposed to do. I really would appreciate it. Laurie will really appreciate it. <laughs> Reach out in any way you can. And if you have any suggestions of anything else, we can always bring her back on because I know my mind is like, I didn't ask this. I didn't ask this. So as you can see, we don't get along at all. We have nothing <laughs> in common. So it's all kinds of ugly, but we'll do our best. <laughs> My positive bit power ladies, you know what I'm going to say. Until next time, toodles. 
Thanks for listening. Remember to like, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed. And remember, stay powerful.